Welcome to another podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fatano fatu seisi fo le ne o fatalanwanga wo mfayon awina to le mau amrik Samoa etse atu sa wanga falo to fale musa wanga fa feu inga. Talo for everyone, I am Judy Matatia, Program Specialist here with Marilyn Ho-Ching, Social Media Coordinator of the Alliance, and we are honored to have with us today as our guest for today's podcast, American Samoa's very own representative to the United States Congress, Congresswoman Amua Amata Radwagon. Welcome, Congresswoman, and welcome to the Alliance. Um, thank you for... Uh, for accepting the invitation to be with us today, to share on a few thoughts. We've been meaning to catch you and get you in here, and we realize you've been really busy these days, especially being away from Congress, but being here with the elections coming up and everything. So, talofa, talofa lava, and thank you for being here. Um, We wanted to ask you a few questions on um, concerning gender equality. So I guess we'll just start off with the first question. Um, What are some of the challenges you face as a woman in the political world, um, such as DC um, and American Samoa? How do they differ? I'm honored and delighted to be here. I think younger women get questions men don't. If they have young children, people wonder if they can be mom and in leadership. Men don't get asked if they can be a dad and a leader, right? Mm. Women sometimes deal with being judged on appearance or clothing in a way a man doesn't in the professional world. We've come a long way in a century since women first won the right to vote, I think those women would be pleased with key senators, cabinet secretaries, while understanding we have a few steps forward to take. These days, there are many highly accomplished women in Washington, and a countless whole generation of them positioned in roles of the administration, more in Congress every year. Republicans have many women candidates, too. Before long, maybe we won't be able to say any longer, first woman in this or that job. Here in American Samoa, we don't have the numbers yet in directors or the phono, Mm -hmm. so I think the next governor should consider qualified women, and we can see progress this Mm -hmm. way. Okay. Amata, do you feel like the political playing field will ever be leveled for women in American Samoa? Will our culture ever allow women to be equal in all aspects? Yes. Can I say when? No. (laughs) (laughs) There are several factors. First, older folks are a little slower to change, and they're used to me now, but that doesn't necessarily make them expect a lot of women in leadership elsewhere in the territory. Mm -hmm. And then number two, there are younger people, and all this seems a lot more natural to them. Finally, number three, the real change is in the attitude of girls and young women. They can see life choices and paths they might not have had a generation ago. But how they see themselves and each other influences their futures. Work hard and and persist. I think showing up is half the battle so often. 
learning to go to work, be on time, and you know, good things can come along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, Mata, that um, that with our Samoan culture, is there is there gender equality in our Samoan culture? Does our Samoan culture condone? Does it promote gender equality? Do you think? Uh, well, I think that um, over the over the years, it has not been a major uh, issue. It's not been a major priority mm -hmm. to see women in leadership positions. And it's not just here in American Samoa, but really you see it in the Pacific, mm -hmm. throughout the region. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, but there, there's so much going on now. I think it applies far beyond politics. We've seen plenty of military officers among our young women my chief of staff is a retired army colonel, mm -hmm. and so she has known leadership. She was born and raised in Latayvai, and she's the first Samoan ever, man or woman, to graduate from West Point. And we are very proud of that. So, what are your thoughts on Kamala Harris? As a female of minority, and most likely becoming the next and first female vice president of the United States. What do you think about that? Well, congratulations to her. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know her well, but I've met her one time. I'm a friend to Mike Pence, and he's been to American Samoa. We've worked well with the current administration, and they've been open to improving our funding formulas in relation to the states. I've been working with the vice president on the issue of lifting fishing prohibitions in mm. the U.S. fishing fleet. Malo, malo. Mm. And um, there's a big change in Medicaid last year. In general, Republicans in Washington are more understanding of our desire for fishing policies for our local economy. We don't want to start over on that important issue, but we'll do our best to work with anyone. I've always worked in a bipartisan way every year in Congress. As a matter of fact, just several months ago, the Speaker invited me to go on a trip with her uh, to the Northern Triangle, and uh, that that's a huge plus for American Samoa. Mm -hmm. But um, as I say, I've worked in a bipartisan way every year in Congress. I prefer stability in our Department of the Interior. I vote here in American Samoa, so we are interested observers, as is the whole world, to a United States election. I have great faith in God and in the people in these matters. America is strong and resilient. And it's good to remember that, keep that in mind in the heat of the news cycle about these things. Mm -hmm. So Amata, what would be one of the most important pieces of advice that you would give 18-year-old Amata Coleman? Well, I don't know that I'd do anything dramatically different. We learn as we go. I mean, I didn't necessarily know I was learning from my dad at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It was just life. But I would tell the young people to get an education, whether that's a tech or vocational skill or college, something they're interested in, and work hard and persist, as I mentioned a little earlier. Showing up is half the battle so often. 
learning to go to work and be on time, and good things can come along. Thank you. Every time I see you, um, Congresswoman, I always, the word that comes to mind is um, um, persistency, consistency. Um, you know, I think um, um, the territory has come to know you through a lot of these times where you ran for Congress and when you didn't win, you know, and it was that time that people were actually getting to know you. So every though year after year you weren't winning but people were getting to know you and it's like year after year i mean election after election you would come back and there were changes in the numbers right i mean yes well the, the first time i ran i i was not a matai and i just ran as a mata uh, coleman you know, wagon. well let me say that when i first won uh I didn't do badly at all. It was a five-way race. Palo Mavaengo won, and I came in kind of a distant second, followed by a high chief. It was a distant third, fourth, and fifth. The others were kind of distantly behind, mm -hmm. and, and it was from that first time on. I think you have to take a look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. Elections are about numbers. And if you're going to run and you come up with 1% of the vote or something, I can only tell you that I would never try it again. But mine was in the fairly healthy double digits the first time I ran, and I wasn't even a Matai. So I said, well, maybe I should try this again. And and the numbers started to climb. I, I really didn't do worse. Uh, it always improved yes. a little. So, so Year after year. And then in 2014, when I least expected it, because that was the hardest time, there were nine candidates running. Plus, the incumbent was there and a two-term governor. These are proven vote-getters. Mm. And then there's me. I said, there's no way, you know. But nevertheless, um, some of the people who support me said, you're not going to give up now. I, I am going to give up now. I said, I really think ten times is enough, don't you? It means the people don't want me. And they said, no, that's not what it means. You need to run this year, now, because if you don't, we're going to fussy you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, it's, it's, um, I don't regret anything, you know. I can say that I, I do come home. Some have said, well, you're not one of us, you don't live here. I do live here. <laughs> I, you know, I, I went to school out in Lepua, and uh, we didn't have any roads, didn't have a school bus, and uh, I mean, the harbor was dotted with, with outhouses. That's the American Samoa I grew mm -hmm. up in, you know. And, but um, I think that being here all the way up until about the ninth grade, the formative years, planted something in my heart and I never forgot and and so I said to myself look I've got to go back and do this plus my father was always drilling it into my head please don't forget where you came from you can go anywhere in the world but don't ever forget your people so lastly I actually have 500,000 constituents you may not know this but every someone in the world 
including the other Samoa. They all come over with their problems. And you know, we help all of them. Because mm. <laughs> we're mm. all Samoans. Yes. Being a public servant, was that always your dream? No. As a matter of fact, uh, um, psychology is my background. Uh, my and I never thought of, of uh, going into politics. And so it, it just is something that evolved. But I do come from a family with a legacy of public yes. service. Uh -huh. uh, my father's oldest sister, Mabel Reed, she was the first elected House member. She was the first elected Andrew Samoa back in the late 40s or early 50s. Mm. But she was in the Senate, but the Senate is different. Mm. The House is elected by the people. Mm. And the Senate is selected. High chiefs selecting other high chiefs, like the House of Lords. So when your dad, when the um, um, the Honorable Governor back then, Ufatali uh, uh, Peter Coleman, when he told you to never forget where you come from. Is it, was that his way of telling you to become a public servant like this? Or was he just saying, be, you know, get a profession, come back and, you know, yeah. contribute to the community, like no, become a teacher? Not, right. He was not saying go, up, go into politics. As a matter of fact, he kind of discouraged me when I told him I first wanted to run for Congress. And uh, he says, well, it's a good idea, but you're a woman. This is Samoa. I have to be realistic with you. It's going to take you at least 20 years. <laughs> People don't change that easily here, and particularly when it comes to women. There's a real sensitivity with putting women into leadership positions. But here, you know, and he said, so, So uh, you know, it's probably going to take you 20. Well, he was almost right. It took me 22 years. That's why I giggled. I thought, wow. He had yeah. foresight to see that. How proud would he be of mm, you today egg. if he saw the work and all that you're doing for your people today? Yeah, that would have been. I do miss him. Uh, and, uh, but I, I did know that as I was growing up, we were close and we talked about a lot of these things, you know, political things. And uh, I was always very interested in that. And so, I don't know, I, I just guess I kind of grew into it. And I, I, even though I went and got a degree in psychology and everything, and I thought I might want to be a social worker, um, eventually I lost interest in that. You know, I said, this other stuff was a little more mm. interesting. And for down here, my father served. 16 years. He's the longest serving governor here. And uh, I worked his campaigns. I never had a title because, you know, the committee and the chairman, all men, of course, mm -hmm. naturally, they were the ones who did all that stuff. And then I would just come in and quietly, they'd say, well, what do you think of this? We'll put this up on, what do you think of, uh, of, of this ad? And I'd say, well, it looks great. But if you felt like it, maybe you'd want to take this line, cross it out, and maybe put it down here, and take that one down there, and just throw it in the trash can. And they used to say, <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
<laughs> do you ever get um, do you ever get nervous because I've seen a couple of um, of clips on the news of you when you're in Congress when you're at the Capitol mm -hmm. and you're standing up there with your koko and your ulafala do you ever get nervous when you're speaking when you have the mic well in the first place I am a painfully shy person uh, I may not say anything to anybody for a whole week, and it's fine with me, you know. Not when I'm working up there, but as I was growing up, I'm very shy. Uh, no, when I uh, 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 am very passionate about something, um, I stand right up and say it, you know. And, and that is one of the things I discovered when I went to Congress, the huge disparity between what the territories get and what the states get. And uh, so I've just been pushing and pushing and, you know, really when you think about it, we were getting $12 million a year for Medicaid, and now we're, going, we're getting $168 million over a two-year period. And little things like that, you know, the gap is, is closing, you know. And, and this thing with the unemployment insurance, American Samoa does not have unemployment insurance. But, you know, pushing and pulling and, and persisting, you know, and saying, look here, just because we don't have unemployment insurance doesn't mean we're, we're not suffering from the pandemic. People are out of work, they have to feed yeah. their kids. And, and this pandemic unemployment assistance program, it's temporary. But even those are, and I, I, I try to make a case for the legal permanent residents as well. Because yeah. they pay taxes mm -hmm. and uh, things like that, and so we're still working on the part for them, but we were able to get it for some of the U.S. nationals and, and the U.S. citizens along the way. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so we've come to the conclusion of today's podcast, and we want to thank our Honorable Congresswoman Amuamata for taking time out to sit and share with us some of her thoughts on gender equality, and especially thank you for all the work that you do out there for our territory. Thank you so much, and good luck with the upcoming elections. Thank you to all our listeners for listening in today's uh, to today's podcast. We hope you find this discussion useful and informative, and please tune in to our upcoming podcast or visit our website at www.asalliance.co for more information. Thank you for joining us and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. For more information, please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com. Visit us on our website at www.asalliance.com or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and sexual violence. Fa tailo awai mai ma atonu sa family ina lo fa funga anga ile ne fa talanoanga un fayon awina to le mau amriksa moa etse atuisa wanga fa lo tsui fali masa wanga fa feu swa inga monisi fa talanga fa mol mole bala au telefoni ono valfa ono iveva o lua fitulua be emaili mai foi ile asa dsv at gmail dot com. Beasiasi mai lunga leo pengatafailangi ile www.asalliance.co 
Pulitzer Law on Facebook y la American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence, FAFTAI.